Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and Pastor Adam Mosier continue their discussion on the small cult articles looking at an article discussing baptism. Today, they look at a New Testament passage and its application. Being Lutheran is sponsored by the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary, establishing students in the eternal and inerrant Word of God for a life of faith in Jesus Christ and faithful service to His kingdom since 1964. To learn more or apply, look at flbc.edu. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bowe. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Adam Osier. Right. Welcome back. I had the theme yeah. song playing in my head, even though we don't hear it yeah. during the you know <laughs> intro. Actual. Yeah, we yeah. don't actually hear it. That's post production kind of thing. But I was jamming. I was. You couldn't you were, see it. You were but doing I was. The, the air drums. And, yeah. yeah. You were. Yeah. You were. I you, felt I it. actually think you were jamming to Thomas and the Dominicans. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No. No. Scotus and the Barefoots. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's my. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Scotus uh, and the Barefoot Monks. And, and that's a reference to two episodes ago. Yeah. We were talking uh, through the small column I mean, articles. Let's yep. let's let's be honest though. If you're starting right now. Yeah. Like this is your first episode. Just. This is a really weird place for you to be starting. Don't start here. <laughs> if you've just found us, go start back here. To... Go anywhere. Uh, sponsored by, <laughs> except here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So we today, Brett. yes, as is our custom, we're into uh, the New Testament. We, you know, we have a list of all the passages that we've covered, and it was to our shock that we have not covered Titus three five yet. I'm, I'm really curious. I'm, I'm really yeah. curious on this now. Do you have the wiki open? Brett keeps yeah. a document yeah. with links on it. It's... Have we ever done John 3.16? <laughs> I'm guessing not, but let me look. Oh, man. Uh, drum roll. We have not. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> We are massive failures, uh, wow. but you already knew that. Have, we, have you done Romans 8.1? I think we... I'm almost We positive. have not. Yeah, well, oh. yeah. Wait, we, we did Romans 7 through Romans 8. 7, 14 through 8.1. We yeah. did do that. Oh, yes. okay. Yep. Yeah. Phew. No right. John 3.16, though. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Duh. You what about stick that in our back pocket? What about Romans three twenty one through twenty six? Uh, um, I know we've we done have that one. done that. Episode if you have one seventy five, I was yep. going to say if that hasn't been done before my time here, you guys have failed. We've already well, failed. we've already yeah, yeah. we failed. Oh, yes, one yes. might say your time here is a result of it, failure. <laughs> <laughs> your time here is the definition of failure. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, all right, Brad. Yeah, we are reading Titus three three through seven. Wait. Yes. Seven. That's well, correct. For some you reason, I was thinking 11. No. Right. In your physical Bibles. 7-11. First yes. Titus. Three. First Titus. <laughs> All right. Uh, Titus 3, verse 3 says, For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But describes, when, Paul describes Twitter, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, verse 4, But when the goodness and loving kindness of our God and Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might come we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Oh, I love that. Yes, amen. That's here's God's word for us. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hmm. Uh, I what what I uh what I take most hope right away in this passage is it says we were once foolish. 
Yeah. It implies that somehow <laughs> I am not currently foolish. Uh, and, right. in, you know, evidence may or may not bear that out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wisdom of the, the world or the, yeah. Yeah, is foolishness. Yep. Anyhow, yeah, so, yeah, we're zeroing in on uh, especially verse 5, uh, the washing of regeneration as we talk about baptism. And and I know maybe just say right off, off the bat, you know, it's not an explicit verse of baptism. It doesn't say it is baptism. implicit. Implicit, though. right. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, do you want me to do my obnoxious American Christianity voice here? Yeah. But it doesn't say baptism. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Is that like, have you ever seen uh, Flames Wake Them, Shake Them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Flame, if you're listening to this episode, yes. I know you listen to us. I have to apologize because every time you post the Wake Them, Shake Them videos, yeah. all I see is Joachim Shakim. <laughs> I don't see the apostrophe. So uh, I, I, I thought that was the name of the character for oh, a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. We were once foolish. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, an implicit reference to baptism. And and I think it, it just really refreshing, no pun intended, uh, just the, <laughs> the <laughs> just the idea of washing and that water, as we talked about last time, destructive for, force God using to crush our sin, you know, take away our sin. Uh, but also just the idea of washing, and um, yeah, I don't know about for you guys, just giving when your kids are really little, you know, bath time, you know, <laughs> referring waters everywhere. Uh, but except uh, on the kid, yes, yes. How did you get yeah. in and out of a tub for twenty minutes, and every hair on your head is still dry? Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but just the those are opportunities to say, you know, God washes away our sin, and uh, and yep. you you are baptized, and so what can wash away yeah. oh, my sin? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Do you right. want me to finish that? You looked at me like I, you, nothing I, but I was, the blood of go. Jesus. I was expecting you to go there or Kyrie Eleison. Uh, oh yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, verse three uh, sets it up, and this is one of those awesome passages of scripture where there's a really uh, a picture of before, and then the transition to but God, yep. and, and so we have in verse three describing our foolishness and and just the extent of our foolishness um, it, it, slavery you know it, tying back to the the slavery slaves like, to yep, various slaves passions to, and pleasures yeah right what what is what is so instructive about this before and after pic- picture and there are even in the old testament but especially in the new testament and i would say probably even especially in paul's theology there are these frequent lists of sins. You find one at the end of Romans, mm-hmm. you find one here, you find them in a couple other different places. Yeah. And what what these lists of sins should do for us is obliterate the notion of the spectrum. That you're a worse sinner than me or I'm a worse sinner than you. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're all listed in parallel. And there's always something on the list <laughs> that should be, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm not a serial killer. Yeah. I'm not Charles Manson. I don't butcher puppies for pleasure, you know, things like that. But the and, list includes gluttony. Yeah. yeah the right. list, or like disobedient or, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's all envy. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, or, or hating, uh, hated by others and hating one another, the Twitter phrase, right? Like I said, and, and the idea here isn't that you're only one of these things, so this, this list is only like 10% you or whatever. It's that's what sin looks like. The nature of sin is all of these things. So mm-hmm. if you think only one or two of these things apply to you and they're not the terrible ones, you get the entire idea 
of sin wrong. Mm-hmm. You, you you get the entire yeah. picture of to, corruption. To break wrong. one is to be guilty yeah. of all. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you are envious uh, or malice or whatever, you also are foolish. You also are disobedient. You also have been led astray. You also are a slave to your various passions and, pression, or passions and pleasures. You also have past your days in mad, malice and envy. That's what your sinfulness looks like. Yeah, it's like a single elimination tournament. Like <laughs> you're going up against envy today, loss. You know, and then all of a sudden you're you're no longer part of the running. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. everybody. He's, it's an all encompassing list. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm seeing. You know, I, I understand what you're saying, Jason. Yeah, no, Sorry, you're, I interrupted your train of thought. Like, if you're one, you're all, right? Yeah. Is that kind of what it's you're exactly saying? That's exactly what it is. It's not shades. It's not degrees. It, but but the nature of our sinful nature that's being described here is the first thing we want to do is qualify it. Mm-hmm. The first thing we want to do is back away from it and like, okay, uh, yeah, okay, I I have these couple things over here, but my intent was good, and at least I'm not that guy. Hmm. You know, at least I'm not a school shooter. At least I'm not uh, the the guys who are bombing ships in the Red Sea. Right yeah, to now. outrun the bear, you don't have to be the fastest guy, just faster, faster than, your than the slowest guy. There's always why I walk with you places. <laughs> In case the she bears come out of the woods. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> Are you derailed, Brett? No, I, I'm just, uh, I just, I can't, it's hard to just take in just how awesome verse four is. I know. So, it's a, you know incredible, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, that it, it, word, it, but. Right, yeah. You know, it, that is a big mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. It's it's an important word. <laughs> Brett, stop laughing. This is, this is Brett the pure-hearted <laughs> over here. Not so much. Anyway. Brett Singing the seven-year-old. Dark... Yeah. yeah. The word but, Brett, with one T. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> but Brett no, has the... two T's, but <laughs> but only has one. <laughs> the, um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's the same word in Ephesians 2, 4. Yeah, yeah. It's that massive shift in thinking. Yep. This is what everybody was, uh, but... The goodness and the loving kindness of God appeared. In in Ephesians, it was but God. Who is yeah. rich in who mercy. Who is rich in right. mercy. Yep. You know, when he appeared, when the goodness and kindness, uh, loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared. Yeah, notice that there he's likening also Jesus to God there, right? Yep. How did our Savior, or, you know, God and Savior appeared? I think that's meant to be seen together, that, that, that the Savior himself was God. It's that same fulfillment of the Old Testament promises that God would come and shepherd his people. Yep. Brett, randomly, I heard you preach the, a text on that about God being our shepherd, hmm. not from uh, Psalm 23, which is probably the most common, you know, place in the Old Testament you find that, but from Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where, but I just, I remember the sermon, you know, so maybe in chapel, chapel or something chapel like that. Sermon? Yeah. And it was the idea that wow, they God... they you Ezekiel for chapel? God, oh, I think you got the pick at that all. time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but all of it to say, you know, God is the one coming to do the work. And so here, here is a whole category of people under which every human being always ever has fallen into this category of sin, but God who is rich in mercy, right. and, and he, but God, when his goodness and loving kindness appeared you know, to save us, not because of works done by us in righteousness. That phrase, in righteousness, there is an interesting one. It's not, by, it, it's not the same thing as saying uh, not righteous works that we have done. 
mm-hmm. meaning the kind of work that we've done, but it's it's the, the category of righteousness, that these are works that we've done because we're righteous. The whole point is we're not righteous. There's nobody okay, right? And that, that little preposition there, in righteousness, mm-hmm. it's, very, it's there in the Greek, it's there in the English. We see it. It's this idea of category. It's not these things that you've done in some category that you don't belong in. It's something that God did because he is righteous and mm-hmm. he is good and he made promises to you. And, and then, of course, he likens it then, and we're going to get to this, to the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. Yep. That word washing, you know, that, that, but it doesn't say baptism. How is your generic American you know, voice? <laughs> but it doesn't talk about baptism. Yeah, it doesn't. No, but it, it certainly does talk about uh, that language is, uh, is also the same word in Hebrews 10, right? It's the same word, Hebrews 10, 22, uh, where it's the washing, you know, being, being sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. The Credo Baptist would, would say, yes, that is a passage about baptism. I've listened to a Credo Baptist preach on that verse about washing. Well, it does refer to baptism, but doesn't refer to baptismal regeneration. Hmm. I was like, oh, boy. I was going to say. I, yeah, I have but, actually never yeah, really yeah. looked. I, I told Courtney this, after my, my wife, after the, the sermon. I said, I said, I actually never really thought of this verse being a baptism verse before, but but now I'm more convinced of <laughs> baptismal regeneration because of him tripping over himself, trying to convince everybody that it had nothing to do with salvation because yeah. baptism can't. But it's this idea of being sprinkled from an evil conscience. This is Hebrews 10 now. Yeah. Over here, it's being being washed in a regeneration, needing to be renewed, reborn, because this is what we were, verse 3, and God needed to step in and do something about it. We've been washed, regenerated, baptismal regeneration and renewal, right? That's the, the picture that we've been trying to you know point to all along. But anyway, it's just yeah. a fascinating passage. So many, like every phrase, every word, yeah. oh, there's yeah. something there. So, such goodness. What's really yeah. instructive about this, that the but when the goodness and loving kindness of God is at, at that hook, at that hinge, hmm. when's the next time we show up? Seven? He saved us. Yeah, verse five. Oh, he saved the us, object sorry. of mm-hmm. God's salvation. Right. And then the immediate qualifier, not by works done by us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and it's just so impressive that this lays it out for us all. And I mean, you, you know, the, the obnoxious Lutheran in me is like, oh, just go back in time, Titus, drop the word baptism in there and we're covered, <laughs> you, you know? But that's not the point. The point right. is we are talking about the activity of God. Right. And, and it's not even uh, God did all this and all you had to do was believe. It's, yeah. that, that isn't even God did 99.9% yeah. yeah. of the work and you just had to meet him that 0.1%, but you need a little skin in the game. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not in this text. No, it's yeah. not in this text. And, and he's so then put you, you know, he's put you on a rock, but the rock is slippery and you got to stay on it. That's not it either. You know, you, I've heard that yeah. you know, mm-hmm. over the course of time and yeah, not the picture. I'm 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 in the process of pulling up the Greek on this because I want to check something because hmm. I, I I think mm-hmm. I suspect without having done show prep um, spoiler alert we don't, don't do show prep, show prep on this yeah. <laughs> um, that the by the washing of regeneration is a statement of both purpose and means. Mm. 
Yes. While you're looking up the Greek, which I'm sure will keep our listeners engaged. Yeah. I'm there. Good. Good. uh... (laughs) Yeah. No, I I just, I keep so, so many things in this passage. Mm -hmm. Um, The heirs, according to the hope of eternal life. I mean, just, it's the whole, it's the whole of Christian life all points back Mm -hmm. and centers and hinges on God's work in this washing event. Yeah. And that, you know, God's work in this washing event is the thing to which we are called to, to come back to, to be encouraged by, to look to, not because of all of the things that we've done in righteousness, because he gave us the list, ain't none of us okay. And, And here is this God who's doing the work and it all comes back to this washing event. Right. From start to finish, the heirs according to eternal life. We're not there yet. We, we have not seen, you know, the, we, we have not yet received our inheritance in heaven. Yet we are assured of that. Why? Because of this washing event that God has brought us into his family. And it's him that keeps and guides and leads and strengthens. Powerful okay. stuff. Powerful stuff. Did you find your Greek yeah, yet? It's a, it's a preposition of means. It's the Greek preposition. If anyone knows, it's the Greek preposition dia. And so one of the other ways we could translate this passage is he saved us through the washing of regeneration yeah. and mm-hmm. renewal. Yeah. And we, that's really that's important great. because then, we, you know, I, I do my obnoxious voice, but this doesn't talk about baptism. And uh, what else could it be talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah, and, and, I think yeah. that's a great and, question. And, and yeah. I've heard the, the well, yeah. this is talking about the spiritual conversion. Okay, when did that happen? Yeah. How do you know? Again, the event nature of the means of grace is highly important. And I just taught my students this last week. I'm teaching a, a course on apologetics and Christian thought at the Bible College this year right. uh, with, with Wade Mobley. And uh, one of the things I teach them about the nature of the gospel is it has to be concrete. Abstraction is the enemy of the gospel. It has to be concrete. And if you don't know when it happened, you don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if this isn't baptism, when did the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit happen? And you, you, you have to tie it to something artificial. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah, your decision, your decision, or you do like the assemblies of God and the washing is when you speak in tongues. Yeah. And yet, mm. again, I bring this up. Every single person I know who has come out of the assemblies of God has told me to a person that they faked that. Hmm. The speaking mm. in tongues. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and I think that's why, you know, getting back to the very first episode in this series, you set up that question of, is baptism something we do for God, or is it something that God does for us? And I think a passage like this is very clearly God doing all of this for us. Yeah. And it it just, it le- the, the fruit of that is assurance in that God has done it. And it, it takes my eyes off myself and my... Uh, the, the even the righteous things I, I do are incomplete and fully onto the complete work of what God has done in, in washing me. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting going back to, to Jason, you know, what what else would it be? Okay. So it doesn't say baptism. What else will be? I, I guess I'm comfortable with somebody who came to me and said, I don't think, I don't want to call it baptism. Okay. Well, it's the water event whereby God did this, <laughs> where he regenerated us is what it says and renewed us. Uh, not because of anything we done, but because of his mercy and all of this business. So whatever you want to call that water event, go ahead and call it that. <laughs> <The> water event. <laughs> Lutron, you know, Lutronism or something like that, which I think is, you know, the closest I can get to baptism because 
the word is lutron, you know, basically that's the, that's the washing word in Greek, whatever you want to call it. It's the washing event, whatever you want to call it, where where we use water by where God works and acts and does things for us. Okay. That event, we'll call it that. Is God doing it or is we doing, is we doing it? Is Is we we doing it, Brett? Come on, Brett. Is we doing it or is God doing it? Sorry to our Southern listeners. That was an offense to you. Uh, it's all right. You've already offended Canadians. So we were, everybody right in the double middle. Front uh, right smack in the middle. I'm, I'm, I'm only safe in the northern tier of the United States. Uh, yeah, that, that Dia thing too. Jason, I want to come back to that. You talked about you know Dia being the means. It's the same word that's used. It's that same preposition used in Romans 6 where it talks about we have been buried through baptism into death, dia baptism, into death. It's the means by which God takes us from one point to the next. He, he talks about you know baptism being that means into death in order that we might be raised from the dead by the glory, you know, to the glory of God the Father, that we might walk in newness of life. It's that death and resurrection, death to the old nature, uh, life, it, it described in Titus as a washing of regeneration, right? Uh, that, whole, that whole picture, uh, however you want to define it, is salvation language. And the, the means, the dia, the through, how this, you know, what this comes through, dia, is baptism or washing. God is doing something, not us. The text, I, the text seems to me, I mean, this is the part where uh, you have to do some hermeneutical or exegetical gymnastics to get around this. Mm-hmm. And this is where I've struggled with, with uh, my credo Baptist friends is what do you do? This is so interesting. Even that phrase. Now, I realize we're not, I'm, I'm talking about Romans here for a second, but Tom Schreiner. That's okay. We didn't study the Old Testament passage at all when we yeah, talked to him. But, but Tom Schreiner, uh, a very uh, a teacher, he's a teacher at Southern, you, you know, Southern Seminary in, in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, yeah. uh, solid commentator on the book of Romans. I appreciate a vast majority of his work, he goes for 40 pages, I think, on the righteousness of God and all of the things that that can mean in Romans 1. And then he gets to Romans 6, where it uses that little word dia. God, you know, we have been buried with Christ, dia baptism, through baptism, <laughs> into death. And he says, yes, dia is means language, but that isn't the point here. And, and he moves on. And I was like, oh, Tom, please come back. Let's let's address this a little bit. You know, like you, you spend forty pages here because I think there's something that we need to look at, and I think the natural reading of the text, and that's that's part of exegesis, right? Is to what is the natural plain meaning of the text? What did the original author mean? How does it fit together in language? We can't get around it. God is doing something, mm-hmm. and and this is the appropriate spot for us to. We, I mean, we, we've gone all full circle around yeah. this topic. Yeah. This is the appro- appropriate spot now where we say, then, what about the thief on the cross? Mm. Which is the go-to. You and to, no, just well, no, but we, we had to, but we do it <laughs> yeah. here at the very end, because then what we do is we have the meme of Will Smith holding both hands off and pointing at Scripture. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the whole point of the thief on the cross isn't that he wasn't baptized and so you don't need to baptize. The whole point of the thief on the cross is he already had received Christ's word of promise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the way the way we talk about that in, in Lutheran circles, at least the Lutheran circles in which I run uh, and you guys run, 
baptism is necessary because it's a command of God, but it's not absolutely necessary in the sense that God works through means. And baptism isn't the only means. Uh, you know, the word is the primary means mm-hmm. through which God brings his gifts. Yep. And it seems to me that when Jesus says, you'll be with me in paradise, the one who also said, let there be light and there was light, the guy's probably going to be in paradise, right? So the means of the word of Christ was still the active agent. And that's exactly what the active agent is in the water, is the word, the word attached to the water. Yep. And that, you know, that's that's the answer to that question, Jason. And and also the answer is, if the thief on the cross represented the typical Christian experience, like of how we, we, we encounter Christ, mm-hmm. like we only encounter Christ in our dying uh, moment, in our dying moment, as we're being executed and literally can't move. <laughs> <laughs> stuck there. <laughs> yeah, if if that was the typical Christian experience, it would work as an objection. Right. But it's not the typical experience and it's in fact the exception to rule. Uh, yeah. the, how many people in history have had a thief on the cross experience? One. Mm-hmm. We call him the thief on the cross because we know exactly who he who we're talking about. <laughs> and yeah, and when Jesus is personally there giving his word of absolution, <laughs> yeah. I think we can trust it, and, right? And so the other thing, you're right to say that, you know, the, the word is active. The other thing we say is baptism is necessary, but not absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we say along with that then is it's the rejection of baptism that is far mm. more dangerous than the absence of yeah. baptism. Right. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's yep. the despising of the sacrament that right. God has given. Yep. Yeah. Very good. One thing I do want to say, and I feel like in the in the end, you know, of this kind of arc of episodes on baptism, you know, we we do believe you know, and this is something that that can be mistaken. I don't want to. I don't want to. Ca- and I'm almost afraid to do this because it's going <laughs> to cast doubt or, or con- as we're watching the clock. To conditionality. Yeah. Now, I could care less about the clock. They can shut me off if they want. But at the end of the day, you know, there is there is a life that follows baptism. And, and, and we didn't talk about that at all. We didn't. And we have to say that is that it's not just, you know, splash and dash and just boom, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, we got them now. They're good. Don't worry about it. Yes. But that, but that uh, baptism is something by which God brings regeneration, renewal, life, forgiveness of sins, clean conscience, new, new creation, right? He brings all of those things. But that those things, just like as at the beginning of of life, and we're going to talk about this more next week, at the, just at the beginning of our of our life in Christ, He continues to nurture that life in Christ by the Word, and in in it, just like you talked about the despising of baptism, the despising of the Word is a death knell to the life in Christ. If we continue to reject and despise the word of God, if we're starved of that word and, uh, you know, given to our old nature to fall back, there is such a thing. Now that's where our Calvinist friends, we talked about, you know, at the beginning of this, you know, whole arc about our Mm -hmm. credo Baptist friends, those who are also Calvinists are really going to hate this, but you know, we, we do, we have to understand that life follows baptism because it's being fed by the word of God. Mm-hmm. It's being fed in the, in the means by which God has provided the family and the, in the congregation, uh, you know, in his family that way with the gift of Holy communion, which we'll talk about more over the next four weeks. 
Those are the things that I want to make sure we say at the end, because otherwise I would imagine it's going to be the whole, well, why don't we just spray everybody with a garden hose then and <laughs> say the right words? That's not what we're saying. Yeah, it's Life not follows. magic. It's not magic. No. And and we, we would we would do well to remember here that mm-hmm. baptism is both an event and a lifestyle. Yeah. Luther talked but, about the daily baptism, right? Yeah, you know, Luther talked about when our Lord Jesus Christ said, repent, he willed that the entire life of a believer be one of repentance. Yeah, right. right. And Amen. just as baptism starts our life of dying to sin and rising mm-hmm. again as new creatures, we do that daily. We do. Mm-hmm. And we live in our baptism through repentance and by repentance. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Being Lutheran is sponsored by the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary. Starting fall of 2024, Bible College graduates can earn an associate or bachelor's degree in Bible and ministry. Free Lutheran Bible College students prepare not only for a career, but for all of their God-given vocations. To learn more or apply, look at flbc.edu. God bless you and have a great week. Thank you.